even though it's a bit messy up here. But anyway, what am I going to do? Look at that. How can I work in these conditions? You know. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Welcome back. It, it is. Um, it's good to be together. If you're new with us today, or you're checking us out, or, or something like that, um, you're coming back. Even uh, it's good to be together. Welcome. And a big shout out to those who are still uh, watching from home. Uh, some because of the risk are still associated with them, and they can't they can't join us just yet. Um, some who are gallivanting around the state. You know who you are. Hello to you. I hope you're having a good time. Um, and others too who uh, are. are not just not, not quite comfortable meeting together. There's a few people like that. So um, a big hello to you watching at home. Uh, we miss you. It's one of my favourite psalms, Psalms Psalm 133. Uh, it, it tells of this refreshment, the luxuriousness, the privilege of God's people meeting together in unity. Uh, it's good and it's pleasant, just like oil running down your beard. Do you understand that? I'm not quite. Apparently, it's good. So, Wes, I think you've got the longest beard in the church. Does that? It, it would feel good, wouldn't it? It does feel good. So, there you go. Take it from Wes. Um, <laughs> uh, being together in unity, uh, gathering around God's word, encouraging one another, uh, building up each other in Christ, it refreshes. You see. And I tell you, well, I've missed it. I know many of you have as well. We've missed it, being together. Uh, and we miss it when we don't have it. It's, it's a blessing from the Lord. It's, it's, it's good and pleasant. Well, amen to that, I say. Amen to that. I hope, um, you, you, normally I say have your Bibles open in front of you, but um, today we're sort of flicking around a bit, and I'll tell you why in a moment. But you can certainly have your outline, which is on a... On a on a bulletin that's sort of floating around the room. We have to do that for COVID safety reasons still. Um, so have that up in front of you. Why don't we pray as we open God's word together. Heavenly Father, help us to hear your word today. Give us grace to receive it, understanding to know it, faith to believe it, and in this coming week, the will to obey it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. It's, uh, it's the classic um, tech support question, although the advice usually follows the question, is it plugged in at the wall? Uh, what's the next piece of advice what, where most tech support problems are resolved? Have you tried restarting? There it is. The uh, tech support where it all boils down to, have you tried restarting? Now, some people might call it a... Um, a reset, could say. It reminds me of this sort of meme I came across the other day. Um, if I'm ever on life support, unplug me, then plug me back in and see if that works. Um, who's been there before? I think I have. Uh, well, today, as we um, begin to meet again in person, church is a little like that, I think. With church returning in person, face to face, we have this opportunity to reset to restart, uh, to rethink, to remind. So, a new series. Here's our new series. Uh, I've simply called it Reset. Five Healthy Habits of Growing Christians. It's a little like we've been unplugged over these last sort of, well, it's, it's 11 weeks, as um, uh, Beck remembered. 
we now, we now need to plug back in again and reset. Reset with God and reset with each other. So we're going to spend the next five weeks, a little bit of a break in the middle though, when we have um, uh, a special Sunday for Bush Church Aid and where Ted Brush will come and give us an update on Bush Church Aid. We as a church support Bush Church Aid and uh, that'll be sort of in the middle. But we'll be thinking through what God tells us in his word about these five healthy habits of growing, faithful, persevering Christians. So today, church, uh, next week, prayer, uh, reading the Bible, service, and then generosity. So that's sort of the direction we're heading. You can keep those things in mind. So what does a reset look like when it comes to thinking about church? Uh, Perhaps it would look a little bit like this. You would think about church as a gift rather than a chore, uh, where your favourite part of church is coming home from it. Uh, That's the best time of the week, Homer Simpson says, because it's the longest possible time before more church. Um, It's maybe, uh, maybe a reset when it comes to church. We'll also see church as essentially good and it matters rather than not necessary um, or as an opportunity to serve, love and build up rather than an opportunity to be served as if I'm some sort of consumer. If you need to reset your thinking about church, what would that look like as you plug back in? Think of that for for a minute now. What's that going to look like as you plug back into church and reset, you personally? Well, here's something that I have suggested in the past about church. Uh, It's I guess you'd call it an attitudinal change. For you, it might be a reset. We could call it that. But here it is. Church is something we get to do. You've heard that before. If you've been coming to this church for a couple of years, you've heard that before. Church is something we get to do. Now, going to church won't save you. It won't make you right with God. But it is a gift and it is good and we'll see it matters. And the Bible says, the Bible tells us it's a healthy habit of a growing Christian. It's a healthy habit of a faithful, persevering follower of Jesus. But first, let's look, let's find out, let's think about first what, what is church and then what's it for. We're going to spend more time on what's it for. This will help us to understand our attitude to gathering together and why it's so important. So first of all, what is it? Well, what it is, it's the, the Greek word that's used in the New Testament to describe um, uh, this, this uh, describe church really is ecclesia, it's called. Uh, the name is, it's just, it just means gathering, that's all, gathering. A gathering of God's people around Jesus. So I've got this little definition here that I think is pretty good. It's a group of people meeting with Jesus in the presence of one another and meeting with one another in the presence of Jesus. So, of course, it's not a building. It's not a tradition. It's not about the minister. Uh, but it's about people, people gathering together. So it's a group of people meeting with, Je- meeting with Jesus in the presence of one another and meeting with one another in the presence of Jesus. I think it's a good definition to get in our heads. Okay, so what's it for? What's church for? Well, three answers, and you can see these on your outline. Uh, We'll see why I hope church ought to be something that just just keeps ticking over in our lives. Uh, Something we must prioritise and as a healthy habit of a growing, strong, faithful, persevering follower of Jesus. So the first one is as a testimony to the grace of God in Jesus Christ. So Ephesians 3, 10, 11. God's intent, his intent, 
was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So have a look at those words. See, Christians gathering together in the name of Christ is an amazing testimony to God's grace and power. As we gather together, our purpose is to make the wisdom of God known, the wisdom of God in Christ known. So this gathering points us and others to the gracious work of God in our lives. Believers gathering together because God worked in us to believe. If you're a follower of Jesus, God worked in you to believe. It's because of God's gospel that we gather together now. Now, this could be a little bit awkward, but I could ask you, look around. We do it sometimes. You know, when we say the grace together at the end of a service, we look around at each other because you're saying it to each other. But if you looked around and you plucked up the courage to do it, um, <laughs> what we'll see is we'll, we'll see the gospel at work. Uh, God's work in each other because of the, the cross of Christ. The church, you see, us, is a testimonial to the work of God. The church tells of God's goodness. I'm reading this um, uh, excellent book by John Dixon at the moment. Here it is, uh, Bullies and Saints, An Honest Look at the Good and Evil of Christian History. So it's pretty good if you like reading sort of history, which I do. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, I'm enjoying it. it. It is an honest look at Christian history. But in it, at the front there, what he's got, he's got these sort of testimonials. Now, a normal... A, your average book would have probably, I don't know, five or six, that sort of thing. Um, testimonials, maybe one or two at the back. This one has 17. 17 testimonials. He must have had lots of friends. Anyway, um, you can read them all, and they all tell me how good the book is. I'd only need it. I'd probably, I probably only needed the first couple, but they keep on going page after page. 17 testimonials. Perhaps he did get a bit carried away asking his friends. But it is an excellent read. There you go. A little bit of a plug for you. And the testimonials point to that, the goodness of the product. Um, Airbnb hosts, they, they hope their reviews online uh, work in a similar way. And, and hosts, they love to publish these. I think they have to publish all of them, I don't know. But of course they love to publish the good reviews. Here's a fun one I came across um, where English was not their guest's first language. The water in the bath comes out well. And the cat that the host grows can also see the bread baking in front of the heater. Five stars. Uh, <laughs> that's great, isn't it? There's a testimonial for you. Um, friends, the church, us, is a testimonial to God's goodness, to his work in our lives. As we gather together, we're reminded of the work of God. We're reminded of his love. We're reminded of his grace just by looking around the room. So as we gather together, we testify in our speaking, in our doing, our sharing, in, in serving one another, in our humility, in our love for our neighbour. We testify how good God is. What we do and how we do it is a testimony to the power of the gospel. You see, we, we to use Jesus' words, we shine a light into our community in that way. We shine a light which tells of the goodness of God. Now, we're going to come back to, to unity in a moment. You can see in your outline there, uh, point three. Uh, 
But being reconciled to each other because of the gospel is one of the greatest lights that God's church shines out. Okay, so how's your reset going? How's your reset going, I wonder, so far? What's the church for? Well, it's a testimonial to, God's, to, the, to the goodness of God, the gospel. Second purpose of church, you see it there in your outline, for fellowship in Christ. Uh, Christians get together because we belong together, the Bible says. Uh, we share the same spirit, that's from 1 Corinthians 5, 3 to 5. The same Lord, the same hope, we're part of the, the, the family of God. Because Jesus invites us to call God our Father. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Now that's not just some cheesy Christian cliche. It is the gospel truth. We, have, we share a heavenly Father which makes us brothers and sisters in Christ. Jesus invites us to call God our Father. Belonging together, that's the heart of this fellowship. We share Christ together. He's the vine that we're attached to and we're the, the branches. The church gathering then is practicing, it's living this out, this fellowship in Christ. Now, we don't gather together to achieve something. We, we don't really do that. We, we, we just, it's just to be together with our Lord by his spirit, to share in what binds us together, to hear God's word together, responding together in praise, to pray together, to sing together when we can, uh, to give thanks together. Now, Colossians 3 describes this, uh, this fellowship in Christ. It, it gives us an indication of what that looks like. Uh, it's what belonging together looks like, and, and it's good. Have a, have a read of this with me. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. See how thankfulness sort of dictates what we do as we gather together, and peace as well. Uh, let the message of Christ, that's the word of God, dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So there's that. That's what it looks like, this fellowship together. All right, what about the third purpose of church? Well, to build towards maturity in Christ. Uh, build towards unity in Christ, maturity in Christ. Uh, we are all works in progress. We are not the finished product. We are unfinished products. Do you know that one of the most common categories of sales on Gumtree or Facebook Marketplace are unfinished products, uh, unfinished projects, I should say. That says something, doesn't it? Unfinished projects. Think about your shed right now. If the, your, what's in your shed probably does include quite a few unfinished projects. Um, cars, boats, caravans, houses even, all unfinished works in progress. Here's one. Um, this is a real ad, apparently, the photo from a real ad, I'm told, um, that was uh, advertised recently as an unfinished project. A little bit to go on that one, I think. Just a little. Um, apparently real ad, believe it or not. Friends, as, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we too are a work in progress. We're an unfinished project. And the promise of God, as we'll read in a moment, through, is that through his church... The promise of God is that through his church, he builds and shapes and moulds us. He works on us 
to be more like Jesus in maturity and faithfulness and perseverance. God is still working on us by his spirit through his church. He's working on you now, now, by his spirit through his church. So have a look at Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, uh, verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So God has given us each other for our help and encouragement. Church then is about brothers and sisters in Christ, remember the family of God, using their gifts to build each other up, using our gifts and abilities to, to serve the body of Christ. But you can't serve if you're, if you're not here. Uh, you, you can't be served if you're not here. Now, you might respond there at that point, well, I, I serve my friends when I meet up with them and for a coffee and a meal and, and uh, we pray together. But I want to challenge you and say, as we think about church and committing to church and the importance of it, who will serve those who are hard to love? Uh, the, who will serve those who have few friends? If that's how we think about church, if church is just about meeting with my friends, even if it's good things you do with your friends, who, who will love the hard to love? The outcast. Who's going to do that? That's why this is so important. All of us, all believers, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus, all of us are involved in this building work. All of us are capable of building others up to be more like Jesus, encouraging and comforting, urging others to keep following Jesus. Now, the book of Hebrews, this is the passage that uh, Madeline read for us a few moments ago. The book of Hebrews gives us a number of warnings. You read through it all. It's a number of warnings about not to fall away, uh, to keep following Jesus. Now, it's in, that, in, in the context of the passage we read a moment ago from chapter 10. That's the, that's the context, I should say. In other words, if you want to keep following Jesus, if you want to make it to the end, and the writer uses the term the day, the day that Jesus returns, uh, then keep encouraging one another as you keep meeting together. Don't give up on it, the writer of Hebrews says, because church is the fuel to keep you going. Meeting together is a healthy habit of a growing Christian. So let's have a look at these words again. From Hebrews 10, we'll go from verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some, of them have, some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You see, church is not therefore about individuals seeking our own spiritual benefit. Uh, we meet to encourage others, to spur them on, encourage others to keep going. Uh, that, that, that attitude is so important, isn't it? Therefore, <laughs> you might remember this from, I looked it up actually, I think it was about August 2018 when I actually said a similar thing. Um, pray about where you sit. Remember that? Some of you would if you've been around for a while. Pray about where you sit. It's good to have reminders, reminders isn't it? We forget things. We're human. Um, pray about 
where you sit becomes a relevant and important prayer. Now, when we're allowed to sit wherever we like, <laughs> the moment we're sort of meant to spread out a bit, friends are meant to spread out, families sit together, that sort of thing, bit of a reminder for today. Um, but pray about who you can encourage, that's the point, isn't it? Pray about who you can encourage, who you can spur on to love and good deeds, who you can serve. Pray about that. When we think about church and think about our role, let's... Well, I I like this little term. I read it somewhere. It's not mine. Most of the stuff I come up with isn't original. It's okay. Um, The Be the ministry-minded pew warmer. I do like that. We don't have pews. We've got seats. We've got pews over there. Um, be the ministry-minded pure one. Now, what does that look like? Well, so before we come together as church, well, we pray. We pray about where we sit. We pray about who we're going to encourage, who we're going to um, latch on to that day and spur them on towards love and good deeds. Maybe before the service too, you might read the passage that, we, that we're going to talk about this week and you usually find that at the start of the, the front of the bulletin. If you're wondering where that is, you can see next Sunday's Bible readings. So read those just before you come to church. Um, uh, and, or you can read today's, actually, just before you come to church. That's something to do beforehand. Before church too, you're looking out for visitors, uh, newcomers. Never assume anything. Encourage them. Take the initiative. Listen. Uh, don't leave them with no one when it comes to newcomers and visitors. Don't do that. Um, uh, don't forget your name tag. There we go. Now, hmm, looking around the room, I think it's me and Beck who's wearing it today. Let's wear our name tags. Why we wear our name tags? <laughs> we wear them, and there's lots at the back there. Um, just put someone's on. No, no, don't put your own on. Um, we wear them because it helps with newcomers. It helps people to, to break the ice a bit and remember people's names. Oh, Kath and Ian are wearing theirs. Well done. No, sorry, Adrian's hiding his chest. All right. <laughs> no, Adrian, you normally do. Um, Wear, wear them, it's great. Wear them, it just, it just helps a great deal with newcomers. So that's all. Those, that's about being the ministry-minded pew warmer. Uh, be friendly, welcome people with a smile. What about during church? How can you be the ministry-minded pew warmer during church? Well, active listening is a big one. You're all doing that now. You're listening to the sermon and so on. But active listening when it comes to having conversations after church as well. Uh, you're focusing on them. Uh, sing, well when we're allowed to sing <laughs> sing with gusto I'll remind you of this when, we get, when we're allowed to sing hopefully December, early December maybe earlier, I don't know, we'll see uh, again during a service you know you look out for newcomers maybe if you're sitting with them you're helping with them find a passage in the Bible or something like that, maybe explaining something very quickly to them if it needs explanation uh, if you're over in the old church building we use a prayer book still and that can be a bit confusing so you help them through that uh, again, during the service, be friendly, smile. What about after the service? Well, have a conversation about, um, a, a gospel conversation about God's word. What did you think about the sermon? It's a pretty easy way to start a conversation off um, or even during a conversation. Uh, move fast with newcomers, visitors. That's important to do too. Pray with people. Stay late. I think we're allowed to from now on. Although one o'clock's probably the limit, all right? Gee. Um, <laughs> Uh, be friendly, all those things after the service. You know, what we're talking about, in God's mercy, we actually become more Christ-like in the process as we do all those things. We're maturing together in unity. As like him, we deny ourselves for the sake of others. That's the heart of our gatherings, isn't it? We deny ourselves for the sake of others. 
That's how our, our, our gatherings function. Turning up for others, sitting with others, welcoming others, listening to others, talking to others, praying with others. Friends, that is a great privilege. It is a great privilege. And again, we miss it, don't we? We miss it. To meet this way is a great privilege and a gift from God. It's good and it's pleasant. It's like oil running down a beard. Um, together serving one another and growing to be more like Jesus. Uh, think of one of the, think, think for a moment, think of one of the greatest privileges you've had in your life. I can think of quite a few. Certainly the birth of my children would be uh, one of the greatest privileges I've had in my life. I'm not sure Michelle says it as that way. Parenting, yes, the birth, don't know. Um, but it was a great privilege. I, I want to tell another story. It, look, it's a Dubai story. So if you don't know, I spent three years in Dubai with the family, serving over there. Uh, for a long time, I was criticised for telling too many of these stories, but bad luck, here comes another one. Um, so each year, every... Um, I haven't told a Dubai story for a while, so give me a, couple, a little bit of slack. Each year, the religious leaders, right, the religious leaders across Dubai, Dubai is one of the, the seven emirates of the UAE, um, we're invited to meet Sheikh Mohammed. Now, Sheikh Mohammed is the uh, ruler of Dubai. Um, he gets mixed reviews, by the way. It's uh, one way to put it. Um, anyway, we, we are invited, these, these religious leaders are invited to go and meet Sheikh Mohammed. And it's probably about, I don't know, pretty close to 50 of us. So at one of his palaces. Now, um, something like that. Um, it was hard enough to find the front door. That's what I found anyway. Well, we arrived, and um, that is one of his palaces, but it's not exactly the same one I went to. Uh, we arrived, and, and we all um, uh, we gathered out the front, took a few photos. I'm in my, my clerical collar. You all got dressed up for it. You don't wear T-shirt and boardies for this occasion. Um, and uh, we processed in, which is odd even still, and we entered into this large hall, this large um, uh, carpeted hall, like a big ballroom with all the Arabic trimmings, so much gold everywhere, they love their gold. And then we were invited to sit on the floor. And at that point, my heart went, oh no, because I can't sit on the floor. I'm so inflexible, I'll never get up again. Anyway, we were invited to sit on the floor. And I could even feel the pins and needles starting in my feet as I sat down. Um, what, I, what was I going to do? Well, every, and this is where it gets even more strange, every few minutes or, or so, um, the circle would, would shift as each religious leader shook hands with Sheikh Mohammed. And now it's sort of like some youth ministry game. You know, you shift it around the circle. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, what's your favourite movie? Um, and, um, but I couldn't move. I'd sat down for too long. Uh, there I was, pins and needles had set in. I was sort of, if I got up, I was going to come straight back down again. It would have been very, very embarrassing. Well, I did have some good friends around me. And so it was a bit like I had, I don't know, I had some horrific accident and I couldn't walk. Um, I, I had friends literally lift me up and put me back down again. And finally, when I got around to Sheikh Mohammed, I shook the Sheikh's hand. Is that how to say it? And, um, and I made it. I made it out of there. And uh, maybe he had some pity on me. I'm not quite sure as my friends sort of carried me along. Um, I tell you, it was, a great, it was a great experience. It was a great privilege. It was really good fun. Um, and, and I'll never forget it uh, for lots of reasons. But mainly meeting this very famous person, a great privilege. But it's got nothing on church. It's got nothing on church. Think of the greatest privilege you've had in your life. And I can tell you, it's got nothing on church. 
friends, Jesus says that when we gather together, he is with us by his spirit through his word. God's with us. When Christians gather together for church, we meet with Jesus. Man, the creator of the universe. What a privilege that is. What a gift that is to meet with Jesus as his people, the creator of the universe. What a privilege. What a great gift of God. Um, And I'm really thankful for it. I know you are too. Uh, So, how's the reset going? How's it going? Uh, How's the reset? See, church is something we get to do. Uh, We get to hear the word of God and respond together. We get to grow more like Jesus together. We get to pray and sing together soon. We get to encourage one another and we get to serve and love one another. See, church is a healthy habit of a growing Christian. How about I pray? And I didn't give you this warning before, but I'll see if there's any questions or comments. Um, it's sort of a, a bit of a surprise for you right now, but we'll try to do that every week again, get in that habit. But let me pray, and then we'll see if there's any questions or comments. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for, uh, we, we thank you for this gathering together, this community together. We thank you that we're able to do that. We pray for those who are still unable to meet with us. Uh, We pray that you'd strengthen them like we've been strengthened today in your word. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of church. Uh, We look forward to the many weeks and months ahead um, as, uh, as we continue to gather together week by week. In Jesus' name, amen.